Welcome to the episode of the OC Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. I am joined by my co-host, Kenzie Beninu. How are you? I am so good. I've been waiting to talk about this episode for so long. I want to kick it off before we talk about the next episode real quick. I want to thank everybody that listened to the first episode. And the responses were so, like, warming and welcoming and so sweet and nice. And it's like... Like, we did this because we love the show, but knowing that there's so many people that are just as emotionally invested in this show as us makes it even better, because it makes it even more exciting for us to do this each and every week. The OC community is, like, the nicest community on the internet that I didn't know existed, and now I'm like, I can never leave. I want to live here. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, being a part of that Facebook group, those people are awesome, and then, like, on the Reddit, like, everybody said a lot of nice things, so we really appreciate it. We are available everywhere now. Last show, we were. it took a couple days to be available on iTunes, but now you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes, we're on Spotify, and every other platform that you can think of, we are on there for you to listen to us. So like we did last week, we're going to break down another episode of The OC. We are watching currently on HBO Max. Obviously, if you watch the own, you, you're, if you own your own set at home, you can watch along with us. We're watching one episode a week, and we're going to review each episode each week. All right, so this week is episode two, season one, episode two. The name of the episode was The Model Home. Ryan decides to run away from Newport before he can he can be put into foster care. Seth and Marissa help him find a place to stay without being found. So a little synopsis right there. All right, so let's kind of go through the episode. Um, you, you kind of, early on, obviously, I love Sandy, right? He just, I mean, obviously, you know, there's just not the about it. We can't it. get five minutes into an episode <laughs> being like, you just love Sandy, because that's what we do here. We love like, Sandy. It's funny because it's like the way he he changes his voice when he talks to Kirsten about Ryan and about, you know, how much he just wants to keep Ryan and coddle him and stuff like that. Like, he, like, lowers his octave of his voice, like, yeah. so low. And it's so just charming and sweet, right? It's so, like, nurturing. I love it. Exactly. And, and of course, I love just the funny dynamic that, like, they're sitting down at the table, like, having this last, like, as they coined the last, the last supper. supper. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> Seth's humor is, like, hashtag goals for life, right? Because he doesn't have a filter. Like, even sitting at the table, he goes... Yeah, because everybody wants a brand new teenager. And it's just like, like in front of Ryan, too. You know, right. like he's not like sugarcoating it. Like he's literally discussing how this is worst case scenario about Ryan in front of Ryan. And like he knows this is all in his mom. And he's not like trying to sugarcoat it. Like I'm not oh. mad at your mom. Like, yeah, no, he, he comes out and says just how furious. Like we have this big mansion. And we literally have room for not just Ryan, but like 10 of Ryan's. You know what I mean? Like so we funny. put so many people inside this house. Like there's a couple one-liners at the, t you know, yeah, Death Breath, uh, Death Breath Seth, which is So just... good. It's so good. I wrote it down twice because I couldn't believe he said that. And like nobody acknowledged it. Like they were just like, that's Seth. Like <laughs> Right? It's, it's so funny. Two episodes in, he has so many like different various nicknames. And, and it's and it's funny because he's just like this quirky, random dork, but he's like so lovable and so outspoken. And I'll even get more into that later. Um, can we talk about how good they do? We're only two episodes in. 
what they transition into that opening of the song. I wrote down that like and underlined it so many times because so this is the first episode we get the overhead shots of the city that are in every episode after this, like overlooking Newport. And it just gives you that like this is the OC vibe. And then they bring it all home with the theme song and like the first time we see the credits. And it's just. It's so magical. Like, it really is, like, the best TV theme song. It fits the show so perfectly. And it's so funny, like, you know, when you're watching something on streaming and it pops up, like, can I fast, like, skip intro? I'm like, no one's going to skip the intro. Yeah, exactly. no one's going to do that. And don't even ask. Like, I wish there was a button. It's like, do not even ask me because it's like, you hear that, and it's like, oh, my God. You just, like, kind of sit there for a minute and you just bask in and it's like you're waiting for it, right? Because there's always that couple minutes at the beginning of the episode. You can tell when it's going to come. Exactly. Yeah. And they do such a great job kind of transitioning into it. Um, I, I love the dynamic between um, between Ryan and, and, and Seth whenever he's like, you know, we can go on the pancake tour of North America. I about lost it. It's like, so funny because you know that Seth read on the road in school because he goes to a private school. He's in a nice area. And it's like, he knows Ryan's smart, but you wouldn't know if Ryan's right on the road, you know, like <laughs> you don't know, but he just like, doesn't acknowledge it. So then the whole time I'm like, has he read it? Like, <laughs> exactly. like because it's it, like, you know, Ryan's smart, but like, he's been smart with like numbers and like, the exactly. thing. So I'm like, you don't know that he's read that. So like, he doesn't know Seth is just being funny and like just cutting him off. And I'm exactly. like, they never address it again. I'm like, can we please bring this up? Like, Brian <laughs> read on the road. Like, it's so good. Exactly. <laughs> so we're obviously planning the, the the coup. You know what I mean? We're planning the breakaway. Um, before we get to that part, we have this scene between Sandy and Seth. Right? You know, Seth trying to break out. And then Sandy just kind of, you know, just kind of storms in a little bit. And, like, he has everything underneath the... It's so funny because Sandy comes in and he's like, you're asleep? <laughs> because, like, he knows that Seth would not be asleep. Like, exactly. he's a teenager. It's still light out. Like, Seth is not asleep. But he's, like, trying to comfort him. Like, hey, I know we had a rough night, but it's okay. We'll get through this. Like, we'll make sure Ryan's okay. And it's so funny because, like, if he wasn't trying to sneak out, to sneak out with Seth, or with Ryan, he'd be, like, arguing with Sandy. And I don't know how Sandy doesn't understand this, that he's like, right? yeah, yeah, dad, I'm over it. Like Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like Sandy's not dumb. <laughs> right? He's like, all right, dad, I'm going to bed. Dad, okay, I'm going to, I'm tired, I'm tired. No, like, you, you, come on, Sandy. Like, I mean, obviously we get vibes in later in the episode where Sandy kind of slowly parts put, putting the pieces together. But we're talking about a guy that's, like, from the streets, also a lawyer that's just, like, He's very smart. He and always says the reason he's so attracted to Ryan and his story is because he was Ryan, exactly. right? So, so he has to know exactly. And maybe, maybe he did know and just he just was wanted like, him to get out so he exactly. could fix it later. He wanted Ryan to be ran away too because he didn't want Ryan to go in this foster home. You know what I mean? He knew um, the point of no return. I also love Seth's all black outfit. Like, Seth has never done this before, even though he's, like, a teenager. They're all driving. And Seth has never snuck out of his house before. So he's, like, you know, all black. Like. It's so. The, I loved, I loved the banter between Seth 
and and um and Marissa before. Oh my god! They- when she goes, she's on. He's like, "Oh, it's someone's birthday," and she's like, "It's my best friend Summer's birthday." And he's like, "Summer's birthday is not till Wednesday." <laughs> I love it. I'm like, can you talk about creepy? Just like right off the. But I love that his first line is actually. I guess my imitation got lost in the mail. It's so <laughs> funny because she doesn't even address it. Oh, she's like I don't care <laughs> it's so funny I mean they live next to each other they even said this later in the episode they live next to each other for so long and just do not have a rela- they go to the same school and don't even have a high relationship you know what I mean like she just it's completely so blows bizarre. it up it's, like, it's-, <laughs> it's really weird especially like they haven't shown Harbor yet but when they get to the school and you see how small the school is I'm like you guys can't even say hi to each other before Ryan. Like, yeah. what is that? Exactly. It's funny. And then, of course, the dynamic in, dynamic in the car is pretty funny. Like, whenever, like, Marissa is, she comes off in the kind of the first two episodes, she's kind of like that ditzy-ish a little bit. But she's low-key a smartass, too. You know what I mean? Like, she has she's some good one-liners. A smartass. She's funny. She's clearly, like, just as intelligent as Seth, but it's like frowned upon for her with her mom and her friends. So she kind of like, yeah, but it's so funny when um, Seth is like, I listen to the same music as Marissa Cooper. Oh my God. He's <laughs> so lost. Funny. He lost it. And he just it's like, he so was good. just so depressed at the fact that like, she just, my favorite thing about that is, is like, obviously she kind of like makes fun of the idea of like, they literally were going to run away on skateboards like prior to her getting involved in the situation like it's Seth so funny skate- because she's like this is really far and he's like you're complaining and she's like you were on a skateboard and a bicycle <laughs> before i showed up like <laughs> exactly and and like it's funny because the that entire car ride you just see a side of marissa that we hadn't seen yet so far and it was really like a solid development into introducing kind of the character that she wants to be you know what i mean you know because like you said she's supposed to be this person in front of all these people but we kind of finally get that good side of marissa that we hadn't seen yet and i literally love just the whole car ride she just calls Seth out on all of his shit and then she just does not care at all and um they have a great banter back and forth in the car right and ryan just kind of just right he's just he's just sitting there he's just like whatever to them, this is, like, fun, but to Ryan, like, he's trying to escape going to foster care, and it's actually a really serious situation, yep. but it's, like, Seth lightens the situation, and Marissa kind of is, like, very wary of the whole thing, but it's just so funny, because it's, like, we've watched them before, so we know they end up friends, and, like, we love them as, like, the core four, but, like, it's so funny, I'm, like, this is a really awkward situation, like, they really don't all know each other, they're trying to help Ryan run away. They know yep. the cops are going to get involved, but they're like making jokes back and forth. And Ryan's like, I don't listen to music, which <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. First of all, who doesn't listen to music? Let's, let's, I like... love that he's like, they're okay. And she's like, well, what do you listen to? And he's like, nothing. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what kind of person doesn't listen to it's music? It's such an outward quality. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good. Ugh. I love how Seth is just, he's like that, I would say big brother. He just wants to be, he wants a brother. You know what I mean? He wants Ryan. He wants that love. He wants that connection that they share. Like they, they bond it so fast. So basically he's literally doing whatever it takes 
completely going away from anything that's ever felt comfortable to him, right? Like you even mentioned yeah. earlier, it's like he's never ran away. He wore all black, like running out the door. Like he didn't like he didn't do anything. And the funny thing about it is when they get to the house, can we talk about the fact that they didn't bring any food? <laughs> I love it so much because like they're so focused on getting him out, getting like random supplies. And they know they're going really far away. Like, they talk about how far it is twice. And no one brings food. None. It's so funny. Um, so, I, I, I want to bring this up, obviously. Can we talk about how Julie is legitimately, like, the worst? Like, so, it's so funny because she's just terrible. She <laughs> is, so, like, I don't really like Jimmy as the series goes on. But it's, like, you can... Feel the stress on him. And she's just like, give me money. Like, I don't care about what's going on in our relationship or what's going on with the money situation that you want to buy a horse or whatever. I'm trying to explain to you that we're having trouble, but I don't care. Just fix it and give me money. Like that's And the worst part is she's like, you've already tried to tell me this. So I'm like, it hasn't gone away since the last time you tried to tell you, Julie. Come on. But then it's so weird because later in the episode when he's just watching an ESPN classic game, his favorite thing on earth. Yeah. They, they look so like intimate. Like they're yeah. just chilling, watching TV together. And I'm like, who, why can't you just be like this? Exactly. Is like, she exhausting? cared about his story, right? She cared about the story about like, do you remember the time we were sitting there watching this when it was live? The game was live. We were this, 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 and this. And she's like, yeah, I do. Like, and it was it's so authentic. Answer. And I'm just like, isn't it hard to, like, not be like that all the time? Exactly. I um, think it's because she knows something is going on illegal and she's like, I don't want to know. Right. And the thing about it is, like, the funny thing about it is, like, they're married. So, so she can't, it doesn't matter if she knows. She can't testify. Like, I mean, I've seen movies. I know the laws. You know what I mean? Like, hello. So funny. Um, yeah. And then, of course, um... I, one note I had, can we talk about how amazing the songs are throughout the show? Just like I wrote the, down I, so many songs. I mean, I already have a bunch of OC playlists on my phone. Yeah. But, like, I love that they play Rooney a few times because they all end up going to see Rooney in a different episode together. And I was like, this is so cute. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, we have, uh, we kind of transition right there. Obviously, I talked a little bit about Marissa and Seth having so much in common and then just Seth getting so just infuriated about it. And then we have this scene inside the diner. Um, the diner. Yes. I was so happy to finally see the diner in the pier. It's so cute. It is. It's a nice so little. So comforting. Right? Like, I feel like that would have been, that, like, that area is such a cool spot. Like, I'm like, I wish I would have went to high school there. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's so cool. It just has, like, I went to high school. You went to, like, Waffle House. Not literally. But, like, you know, that place has, like, a diner. Don't have, and, go to a diner on a beach. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, exactly. Well, there's that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the funny thing about it was, is I love how Ryan and Seth try to kind of get out of the diner, obviously. They try to go to the back. Right. And then that lady ruins it. And she's like, hey, front door. And I was like, no. <laughs> Let's go to the back door. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's so funny. And it leads to the funniest thing when Ryan puts on his hood to make it not look like Ryan. And I'm like, they, every time they've seen you, you've had this outfit on. They're going to know it's you. Like, no one else. We talked about this on the last episode. No one else in this city is wearing a hoodie. No one else. 
boy. And he's wearing a hoodie, and he's like, let me put my hood on, and I'll make you blend in. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Seth d- delivers, or, uh, yeah, or no, Ryan, sorry, delivers one of my favorite lines uh, early on in the episode. You know what I like about rich kids? And then he just punches, you know, like right in the face. Like he's such a, like, oh my God. He has such I love, a- I watched it with subtitles. So it says, you know what I like about rich kids? And then Luke goes, what? But it has it cut off. And then it says, Ryan punches Luke. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> like sometimes the subtitles greatly improve the show because it literally like cut off his what to say Ryan punches Luke. It was so funny. Oh, it's so it's so good. Um, obviously, kind of the night progresses a little bit. Um, anything else you want to touch on the diner there? Not at the diner, no. All right, so we kind of transition from there. Obviously, um, from there, what do you what do you got from there? Uh, Jimmy and Kirsten at the model home when Ryan, Marissa, and Seth are all there. Yep. And I just, so it's like, Marissa already kind of confided in Ryan being like, something's going on with my dad. I don't know what. And he was like, I can keep the secret if you need to talk to me. And then the next day, they're all at the model home. And then Kirsten shows up with Marissa's dad. And it's like, this is not good. Like, why are they there? I originally thought, like, their relationship is not in the past. This is juicy. But he's like, hey, want to loan me $100,000? Like, no big deal. And then Kirsten makes a joke, which is so funny, because she's not, like, a funny person. But she Uh was like, I know where you live. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, like, threatened his life out of left field. Like, completely... It's so funny, too, because we haven't yet met um, Mer- or, uh, Kirsten's dad, Caleb. But once you meet him, I'm like, you know, maybe she wasn't kidding. Like, right. He knows some scary people. Exactly. And that's so funny because, like, that scene, obviously, there's so much going on right there, right? You know, Marissa kind of finds out that, like, you know, they're, yeah, they're literally flat broke. Obviously, then we have Chris Kirsten who is, in my opinion, just as awful as a person as Julia is, if not worse, because she's going behind Daddy Cohen's back and just giving $100,000. The thing about it is, it's like, it's brought up in the first episode by Sandy that it's all her money, that it's not Mm -hmm. his. And then it's brought up a little bit in this episode again, where like, at the very beginning of the episode when they're kind of talking about how they're going to get like send Ryan to foster care he's like we can take care of him and she's like no like we have this life and we're going to do like I want to help him but like we really can't like we're not his guardian our money isn't for to bring in kids that like are teenagers it's not ours and it's like the whole dynamic of how you were talking in the very first episode about that Sandy is the nurturing one and that's normally the mother on shows and they've kind of reversed the roles there. But it's also like, she's the one bringing in the money and it's not like Kirsten's like, Sandy, it's my money. We're going to live my way. But like... She kind of says it anyway, you know what I mean? She does kind of say it by not telling Sandy, hey, I'm going to loan my ex-boyfriend and our neighbor $100,000. Like... Right, and that's... like, like, can we talk about that sum of money? Like, it wasn't just like, hey, I need a thousand bucks. I need five thousand bucks. It's and just, like, is, the, what, and it doesn't even solve his problems, obviously. 
But so how much money is this guy in the hole from? Like Exactly. And because he said it fixes the issue and it's like it fixes it right now, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it fixes it right now. So like a hundred thousand and the way she said yes, like so that. It's like, like to me, I'm like assuming that is like him asking for like a hundred dollars to right, her. Right. And I'm just like because she's used to it, right? You know, this yeah. is happening. We don't know, but it's kind of insinuated that this is happening. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? The conversation has come and gone. Yeah. He's asked for money before. And it's just weird. Like, I know that they've obviously both gotten married and have children that are the same age that are literally like 16, 17. I don't know how old they're supposed to be specifically, but like they dated. Like, can you not, like, ask your ex-girlfriend for money? It's kind of weird. And, like, they almost got married. Like, that's right. too much. Like, and, and now you guys are neighbors. Like, don't... Yeah. I don't know. It's a little it's, weird. So, like, if you think about it, like, her, her and her and Sandy have been married for God knows how, you know what I mean, at least 16, yeah. 17, whatever years, how old Seth is. Yeah. That ballpark range, let's just say. So they haven't been romantically in, involved in almost, let's just say, 20 years, right? But yet he's still willing to just, she's just still willing. That relationship is still so solid, yeah. I guess. Yeah. To be like, here's the money regardless. You know what I mean? And like that, how sneaky was she when she was like, I have to take this when he was calling her. And she went outside from Sandy. Right. And I'm like, this is weird. Yes. Like, like Sandy doesn't realize that. Like why? Who doesn't? Yes. No, it's just, it's super sketchy. Like uh, it's funny because like you, there's this one moment in time where we see this moment with with uh, with Seth and Sandy, right? And and he was talking to them about running away, right? You know what I mean? He was just He's having like, don't it. ever do this. You can always talk to me and you're wrong. Right. And then I love what he said. If you do run away, I'm coming with you, is what he said. And it was just <laughs> so funny because it was for that one moment. It was like, I took it, I think, a little bit more deeper than maybe it was meant to be. But it was kind of that first time we kind of see a moment of, of him being, it's not that he's not happy. But, you know, he'd be like, eh, you know, if you want to run away, let's just pick it up and go together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, you know, I'm not saying he wouldn't invite the wife. I'm just saying it was kind of that first time we kind of see them have words. He's like, like lightly made fun of living in this Newport bubble, but he's never been like, I want to leave it. Because he obviously loves his surfing. He loves yeah. his view. Like Absolutely. I mean, but I it was the first her. time I definitely also took it a little more seriously of him, like, being like, let's peace out. Because he keeps bringing up, like, Seth doesn't know anyone that's not from here. Seth doesn't know anyone that doesn't have a BMW for their first car. Like, and it's like, he's made it all, like, lighthearted comments to his wife. But he's never been like, let, we got to move. Because yeah, he's come from nothing, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's come from, he knows what Ryan's been through because he went yeah. through himself. So he knows the other side. Seth doesn't know that. Seth, but this is the first taste in Seth's 16, 17 year life of, of, of danger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, you know, he's used to going to school, you know, being in his, you know, chess club, whatever, you know, that sort chess of stuff. Chess club, like, comic book club, <laughs> the whole. Whatever nerd activities, this is what Seth's involved in, right? Um, but yeah, um, so let's go. Uh, transitioning to um, later on in the episode, right? We have Marissa show up to the house, right? Yeah. Um, with Hallelujah it, playing, which yes. was like 
it's so funny because that song is such a big deal throughout this show and i was like there's candles the song is playing like even if you don't have if you haven't seen the show you're like this is like a moment and you know it transitions to serious even though like we've only had like slight tension with marissa and ryan we haven't had like one-on-one individual like romantic moments yet you're like yeah. the the stage is set with the song right, this is the, the moment right yeah. you're ready you know what i mean if you're going yeah. to this the first time you're like this is hat ryan marissa yeah. yep this, this is up. a couple this Let's is going yeah, yeah exactly and and the thing about it was it was so heartbreaking right oh my god when he's like you have to go and he literally turns around i'm like this is Peak Ryan being like tough on the exterior, a softy inside. Yeah. When he's like, if you stay, I won't be able to leave. I was like, oh. Lost it. Lost it. Right? You know what I mean? Because you haven't really seen a soft side of him, right? Yeah. He's when always they went to putting the, on that front. Right. He's always got the front on. You see it sometimes, but this is the first time he's expressed it out loud. Exactly. You know, he's kind of said out loud how he feels, and it's really not. Like he's struggling right now because he knows if they sleep together that he is going to be emotionally already. Well, he already is kind of emotionally attached to Marissa, but he's going to be, it's going to take it to the next level. Yeah. And he knows that there's just no way that he's able right this second to kind of stick around. Um, so then of course, obviously we, you know, Marissa hits the bricks, you know what I mean? So and then sad. of course we you know, followed her like a creep. Let's talk about the first time they showed him. He looked pretty inebriated, and Homeboy <laughs> and all his water polo friends <laughs> hop in his truck. A truck so big. As someone who's lived in Texas and LA, I've never seen a truck that size in like California in general, let alone Orange County. But like a creep, I don't know how she doesn't see his truck. It's so huge. Like it's massive. Like. And you literally, you see the, he, she runs out, obviously she's emotional, but the truck is so big. It's, it's huge. So much, and, and she's just kind of like nonchalantly running and out. Like, and like, you know when there. you know someone with a car and you see it, you're always like, oh, that's so-and-so's car. Like, right. you would be like, that's Luke's truck. Right. She just drives away like nothing ever happened. Right. Like, part of the whole um, sequence was uh, she runs out of the house with no purse, but she's not holding anything. And then she just opens the car and drives away. I'm like, so you left the car running, but you were under the impression you were spending the night. <laughs> right, you're right. You were under the impression that you were about to get it on. and, and You left your car running with your yeah. purse inside? Like, what? It's just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the second I saw the truck, I was like, this is not good. Right. I hate water polo players. I wrote it down. <laughs> like, what is water polo? Make it stop. <laughs> right, exactly. So we have a scene. They, they beat him down, right? We kind of saw that happening. Um, they knock it, over some candles, start a fire, right. and they all leave him. And I was like, they're just going to leave Homeboy in a fire? Like, what? Like, I know yeah. they're assholes, but, like, murderers? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what? these kids are... Like, that's the thing. Like, these water polo guys, we're gonna... That's just gonna be their names from the rest water of the... Guys. Yes. They're... They're just, like, the same... Right, They're the same way, though, right? They're used to being the bullies, getting whatever they want, doing whatever they want. They're the jocks, right? But they're not ever used to really crossing the line the way they have with Ryan, right? They yeah. broke up some kids. They have, right? But they're now... They would fight back. 
Like, right. you can tell they've never, like, had someone fight back. Seth just is just, like, just kind of took it until Ryan yeah. showed up, right? He was just like, throw me in the water. Like, like hey, cool. Ryan. Like, <laughs> it's like, it is what it is. And and for the first time, we see Luke be a human, right? Yeah, you can, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you did. Uh, he leaves the room with Ryan, and they all start running down the stairs. And then they show Luke grab the banister and he just like tightens his grip on it and i was like this is like a sign that we deserve to learn luke's name this episode and you can tell like why marissa's with him like they've mentioned it a few times like they like seth was like you guys got together in fifth grade and so and they're driving so you know they've been together for so long and the whole time you're like even if marissa's like the popular girl she still is a nice person Right. And you're like, there's no way she would just be with someone because he's like the hot water polo guy. Exactly. She does care about like people. So it was nice to see him change. He like literally gripped the stairs. Like, I can't go down. I can't do it. He runs back, gets Ryan, carries him outside. He like wakes him up. He's like, you got to run. You got to run. Because they know they just burnt down a house. Like (laughs) Exactly. My favorite part about the whole thing is it's like Seth has never snuck out of his house and now he's responsible for a house burning down. <laughs> Which exactly. is also like his mom's job. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, it's her house. Like that it, goes it, from not getting into any trouble to like literally the most trouble a person could ever be in in their life. It's in like so 48 funny. hours. Like in 48 hours. It's it's, it's so good. Changed, it's right? so funny. So obviously he goes back and gets him. You know what I mean? We have that moment of, of Luke kind of being a human, um, you know, and then of course we get the the dynamic turnaround where everybody kind of shows up to the, you know, to the house. I love out. the one cop. It's like the same cop that came to the house at the beginning of the episode when Ryan was missing, and he just looks at Seth and he's like, "Tell me the truth." And Seth is like, "It's my fault." I'm like, who says it's my fault to cops? And there were like 30 cops at their house. Like, I'm like, nothing ever goes wrong in Orange County, apparently, because there's one fire, 30 cops show up. Exactly. Like, like they just literally so have dramatic. nothing else to do, right? You nothing know I mean? else to do. And then when Luke's truck pulls up, you're like, what are they doing? Like, what is happening? Yep. But, you know, he he did what he needed to do. I have a funny thing to say, right? Okay. So Luke follows Marissa, finds Ryan. Okay. Yes. Luke drives back, goes back to the park, and then leaves the party and finds Ryan on the side of the road, right? I also love when Ryan gets in the truck. He's like, Luke's like, what are you doing? I'm like, so you drove all the way back to wherever this model home is. Just to chew him out? Just to chew him out and not pick him up? So Luke has now found Ryan twice. And the cops have not found Ryan at all. Technically three times. I mean, he kind of ran into him at the diner, right? But But literally, what are the chances of him finding him three times and the cops not finding him? Not even a sniff of him, right? Not even a sniff of where Ryan is at. But Luke, who is a kind of a dumb jock at the same time. Like, I'm not saying he's not not super dumb, but has found him. The brightest tool. No, because it's like the conversation, oh, well, Ryan was with Marissa at a party. Well, maybe we should find Marissa and follow her, and maybe we'll find this kid that is missing. Because it's this city, like this Orange County, it's kids missing. It's not a normal thing for them, right? You know what I mean? It's like 
And you're right, it's not a super big area either. So it's like, I just found it funny to me that Luke found them twice. And the I'm cops like, I'm sorry, they couldn't have just followed Seth. Right. Like, exactly. when Seth is like, I have to go, No, who has never left his room is what we're insinuated, like, the whole show so far, that Seth has no friends yeah. and doesn't leave the house. And then he leaves the house and no one questions it. Nobody. Like, like not- I'm sorry, like, my parents, if I had locked myself in my room for years and then I was like, I gotta go hang out with someone, my parents would be like, who? What are you doing? Like, Exactly. I and love- then I, oh, go ahead. Um, I love when um, uh, Luke does go back to the party and Summer's like, you smell like smoke. And he's just like, uh, yeah, we hotboxed. And I'm like, like, that's not the same smell. <laughs> like <a> fire <laughs> versus like weed is not the same smell at all. It's not even the same. And Summer's rem- like, oh, without me? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so funny to me because, like, she's just, she's basically irrelevant so far, right? You know what I mean? We know, obviously, we've seen the show before, like, what she becomes. But, like, I mean, even, like, you talked about last week, you know, she wasn't supposed to be, which still doesn't make any sense because Seth is madly in love with this woman. Madly. It's so no, her exact birthday, by the way. You know what I mean? Which uh, is so funny to me because they never, like, if someone had said that to me, like, no, her birthday is this day, I'd be like, what is, what, what? <laughs> You're a little bit there, man. Um, can we talk about uh, before, like, just the final notes for me here? Um, I just do not like Julie Cooper right now. Um, you know, who do you think is written worse right now, Julie or Summer? Summer, a hundred percent. Julie, I, like, is supposed to be right. She's supposed to be right. Yeah, Summer's just horrible, just because the writing is pretty. I don't. I, the writing is bad. And I think understanding that, that she was not supposed to potentially be, yeah. writer, it makes it sense. makes it a little easier to watch. Cause I'm like, okay, they start writing her differently once she becomes right. Julie just, she sneaks behind Sandy, throws out Ryan, causes a ruckus over the house. You know what I mean? Like there's it's so many, many- I don't know how like her screen time in this episode, but she's not really on screen a lot and no. she's involved with everything horrible. Yes. hundred like, percent. She could have stopped him from arresting Ryan, if you really think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's her house. Like, yeah, her house. Like, you know. It's ridiculous. A terrible person. All right. I do love so, all their outfits, though. Like, when the cops show up. Like, Marissa's in, like, a robe and Uggs. And, like, Julie's in, like, this weird robe with, like, weird flip-flops. I'm like, I... I don't understand. Like, they, Julie would not do that. Julie would put more effort into her outfit if she's going to be seen. Absolutely. 100%. But it's really funny. I don't know if you noticed, like, like, so normally if something like that happened to me, my mom would be really close to me. But, like, Jimmy's really close to Marissa. And Julie's, like, literally, like, four feet away from them. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. It doesn't surprise you because you know no. who Julie is. And you're just like... Yeah. I also love that it's like this throwdown between um, Marissa's boys, you know? Oh, absolutely. 100%, and like her like, dad is like, what is going on? Because like you were crying earlier. Like now you have like two boys after you. Like right. everything's changing right now just between, you know, a matter of just a couple of moments here. It's, it's a very interesting moment, obviously. Um, all right. So favorite quote or moment of the show? Okay. My quote is like three lines well at least i don't shave my chest what did you say i said you'd look nice in a sweater vest 
<laughs> so okay. when I was going into this episode, I knew this was the first time that Seth brought up that waterfalls shave their chests. But when I didn't know he responded to what did you say to I said you look nice in a sweater vest because it's like a two second interaction. But I'm like, you thought of it that quickly? Quick like, with it, man. Seth is just so fast. I he's been he's, he's been but I think at the same time, like Seth's been wanting to be sarcastic yeah. towards these guys for so long that he's got he's all never of had this Ryan. stuff. Yeah. Right. He's never had Ryan there to kind of protect him from it. It was just the funniest thing because like Luke for like a second believed him. And then he was like, shut up, queer. Like exactly. just, <laughs> it was so funny. It just blows it out of proportion. I think one of my favorite moments, it was just early on in the episode, uh, they talk about um, what they're going to do. Obviously, we talk about it's the last day. You know what I mean? And and uh, Seth just randomly goes, yeah, we're going to get a couple tattoos, get a couple hookers. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's... <laughs> it's so random. I just, I, I love Seth in this episode a whole lot. Um, all right. MVP of the episode. I think okay. I know where you're going to go with this. I really do. But okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let I'm you I'm going to break... The OC community here. here I'm gonna go MVP Luke. I knew it. I knew I, it. Because I think like this is the first time we learned his name. You learned his name 14 minutes into this episode. Um, so you know already he's finally a bigger deal on the show. And then he doesn't like show a lot of character growth, but he goes back to get Ryan. When they arrest Ryan, you can tell he initially does not want to be like, I was there, it was an accident. But he does. And he looks at Ryan and then Marissa. So I'm like, he did this for Ryan. He didn't do this for Marissa. Like, maybe partially he did, but he did know that he caused this as much as Ryan. And I don't think Luke is really ever going to be an MVP of another episode. So (laughs) I gotta give it where I can get him. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah, for me i think part of that also was him kind of saying that was because he knows that there is something going on between those two so he feels like maybe he needs to make a move yeah. to really make himself kind of like jockey himself in position like yeah look what i did marissa you know yeah. what i mean like you know one of like, those things i but, took care of him like, right exactly yeah. You know what I, mean? I beat his ass, almost left him for dead, but I went back to go get him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I didn't let him die. Like, yeah, exactly. I could have. It could have. <laughs> but you're right. Like I, I almost went Luke. Um, but for me, it was sad. Like yeah. I battled. I, I, I had a strong feeling you were gonna go Luke, so I wanted to go opposite of what you were gonna do, especially when we talked about it. We didn't say who, and it's been one of those things that's been very hard between us is talking about the episode and trying to save it for this podcast instead of talking about it after we watch them. I try to watch it as late as possible in the week. I watch it Friday. You watch it Saturday, which makes it even it's better. It's so hard because I'm like, I want to talk to you about it the second I finish it, but I literally, I'm like, I have to save it. But exactly. I did have to tell you my MVP would be a shocker. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I love what he does for Ryan. Like it's, it's very sweet. It's very, um, it, at the same, like he doesn't know who Ryan is. You know what I mean? He really does. It's it. so crazy because we're both rewatching this, so we we know how much their relationship grows and how much they mean to each other. But I'm like, he is doing this, like you said, without knowing Ryan. Yeah, doesn't even know really the kind of person he is. He just kind of wings it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and just says, "Hey guys, and like you know, I'm that, like they really understand each other. Like Seth needs to talk all the time to someone." And it's, Ryan just needs to, like, someone to let him just be Ryan. And they do that for each other. 
They have this like, like unspoken bond from the first exactly. time. Like it's it's for me, it's like we sit there and talk about how people have soulmates. You know what I mean? You you have somebody that's your soulmate, right? They're like friend soulmates. You know what I mean? Like it's a thing, right? You have somebody that you just connect with on another level and you, you see eye to eye, you've been through some stuff or like, you know, Seth really hasn't been through anything, but I think Seth sees the pain in Ryan and, and yeah. wants to help him, but also to say he wants a brother. You know what I mean? He wants yeah. somebody, the buddy. He doesn't have any buddies. He's the nerd. He gets picked on. He gets One of my you know favorite I- things is after he punches Luke and he's like, I, you know what I hate about, or what I like about rich kids, nothing. He, um, later Seth is like, well, would you consider me a rich kid? And he's like, no, I'm upper middle class. And I'm like, first off, no, you're definitely a rich kid. But Seth is like, I'm not like them. Like, right. please don't vote me in with them. But Ryan just kind of looks at him and he's like, I wouldn't lump you in with them. And I'm like, they're so like, they're the whole brother from another mother thing. I'm like, they are. Even before we know what happens with Ryan and the Coens, I'm like, they're brothers. Absolutely. We love 100%. it. All right, so fun fact. Kenzie's OC fun facts is? Okay, I have a couple. Um, so the director of this episode is Doug Lehman. He directed Edge of Tomorrow, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and that American Made movie with Tom Cruise, which I don't know if you've ever seen those movies, but they don't really follow the OC. Not even um, in the slightest. So this is the first episode that has sets, the first pilot was like all on location so if you notice the house is like kind of different like there's an island where it wasn't before their kitchen's a little different it's really funny to me um the cohen's pool is only four feet deep so if you ever see them in the pool pretending it's deep they're on their knees like i think that's the funniest thing i've read i love the idea that they're in this pool pretending it's deep and oh, then um, we just missed Summer Robert's birthday. It would have been eight thirteen, according to this episode. This oh. episode. Well, so, happy, birthday. happy late birthday, Summer. So cute. So God, I love that. Oh, and then this episode, um, when they're in the pool talking about what they should do for their last night, Seth is like, we could go see a shark movie in IMAX, <laughs> which is foreshadowing later events. And no, they don't go see a movie in IMAX about sharks. <laughs> Stay tuned for another episode, guys. <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, my God. This is so much fun. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Obviously, next week, episode three. We're tackling another episode next week. We hope that you watch at some point this week after listening to this one. Um subscribe like respond comment on the videos send us something on twitter follow uh kenzie on twitter at kens venunu follow myself at ricky valera underscore we want questions answers whatever your thoughts about the episodes i'm going to post this on reddit i'm going to post it everywhere because we want to hear from you guys in the community as well um so yeah make sure to check out the musiccitydrivein.com for kenzie and i's latest articles and thank you so much for tuning into this episode and we'll talk to you guys later